Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello everyone. Last week we talked about the gift of time. If you have not had a chance to listen to this new series, which is called 10 minutes from the heart, I encourage you to do so. And in order not to miss any new episodes, just simply click the bell for notifications. Today, I would like to share with you a reflection which was sparked by the homily, uh, which I heard recently on one of the weekly masses I attended in my workplace, Bethany Center in Diocese of Paramatta. We will talk about what does it mean to be a voice of God, how to recognize that voice, and also what does it mean in everyday life, in practice. But listening first. For those of you who happen to follow my blog, you might recall that post which I shared in 2020 called Listen, Play and Sing. It is still available on seekinggodsgrace.com, so feel free to read it anytime. One of the thoughts I explored back then was an idea that in our life, despite that we do a lot of listening, we don't always hear. And that applies both to people and to the voice of God. I said um, in my blog post, in our life, we talk a lot about listening to each other, especially when we feel we are not being heard. And I ask myself, how do we listen to our own parts of which God wants us to play in his masterpiece song? Seeking and finding God's grace is to recognize which part of the song we are entrusted. Keeping life's rhythm, maybe through everyday daily tasks. Maybe supporting the melody as quiet instrument in the background. Maybe by giving others priority. Singing in harmony by collaborating with others. Following the lyrics, taking one day at a time as life unfolds through God's loving kindness. And maybe other things. So listening brings us to the point when we recognize God's gifts called graces and when we allow them to transform us and transform someone else's life. Something what I recently discovered about listening, which I think it's maybe simple but significant, that listening is not simply waiting for our turn, your turn to speak but being able to change what we want to say after we absorb what we have heard. Once more, listening is 
not simply waiting for our turn to speak, but being open, being willing to listen, to hear what others have to say, and then being willing to change what we had to say in the first place. I think it's very challenging and truly requires a lot of practice. I know that I have so much work in this regard to do. What would I like to explore a bit more in this talk? It's an idea about speaking from the heart. The Bible has many references to go to when it comes to speaking. In the Old Testament, in the book of Proverbs, this is chapter 18, we hear the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And in the other place, in the same book, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. That's chapter, chapter 15. What a powerful words, aren't they? Speaking can kill. Speaking can give life. The book of Proverbs offers us the wisdom on, of knowing that the words can be of graciousness, graciousness and or gossips. And again, that's Proverbs. A gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Proverbs 11, 13. Words from the mouth of the wise are gracious, but fools are consumed by their own lips. Very challenging words, aren't they? Very confronting. Then let's move into the New Testament. If we look into Jesus' teaching in the Gospels, and then in all other books in the New Testament, there are several references and statements telling us how powerful the spoken words are. From the Gospel of Luke, what you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I think this is kind of very well known quote, isn't it? What we say in the dark can't be revealed, we never know. And what we try to hide can be actually proclaimed everywhere. So what are we called to do? Well, Matthew states in the chapter 12 of his gospel, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Oh my goodness, that's challenging. We will have to give an account for every empty word that we have spoken. Very big challenge. And there is a quite a masterpiece on the power of words in the letter of James. Um, I strongly uh, recommend you to re read the whole letter. Um, because there is so much there that can be actually shared. Um, but the quote that I want to give, I, it's just from the first chapter. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is one of those uh, quotes which translate in the very um, common phrase, why do we have two ears and one mouth? 
because we should listen twice as much as we actually speak. Speaking requires listening. They are two very interconnected. We could continue giving examples from Old and New Testament, but there is one topic which overarches all of those quotes, and that also comes from the Word of God. Let me quote that. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings all evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Whatever comes out of our mouth is there in our hearts first. So, should we always speak our heart? Should we rather be quiet now and then? Should we always speak whatever we think? That it has to be a lot of listening done before we speak. Listening to the voices which are in our hearts, and there are many of them. Making sure that we sift what is important and what is not. A lot of sifting. Those who like to cook know how important it is to do the sifting of the flour, even when you bake, when you prepare something. But this is a different purpose here. I'm sure that many of you actually know of three uh, sift story. Uh, one day a man runs up to Socrates and said, I have to tell you something about your friend who... Hold up, Socrates interrupts him. About the story you are about to tell me, did you put it through the three sifts? The man was not familiar with the three sifts, so Socrates continued. The first is to the sieve of truth. Are you sure that what you are going to tell me is true? And to tell you the truth, said the man, now I just overheard it. What about the sieve of goodness? Will you tell me something good or positive about this man? The man shook his head. Now, what about the last sieve? Is it necessary to tell me what you are so excited about? When the man bowed in his head in shame, Socrates smiled and said, Well, if the story you are about to tell me is neither true, good or necessary, just forget it and don't bother me with it. The lesson coming from the story shows clearly that not everything inside us is worth sharing. And what about us being the voice of God? Does it come naturally that if we are people of certain faith becomes the word of God? Uh, if we are people... Uh, if we are Catholic, does it mean that our words will be always gracious, beautiful, kind and true? It's not as simple as that. Bible shows us that the message of God comes to very unexpected people because His voice and His word is even more important 
than the messenger. God speaks to us directly and indirectly and sometimes wants us to share his message while some other times he wants us to keep in the depths of our heart, keep it to ourselves. So um, maybe three simple examples. If we look at Moses, well, God speaks to him directly. He received direct messages from God throughout all his life. But we see that God actually um, give messages to the person who cannot really share it with others. The tradition uh, says that Moses probably was a stutter, and this is why he asked his brother Aaron to be the one who will articul articulate message to others. So he had to use someone else to speak about what God has said. The message is more important than the messenger. That's what God does. That's what he teaches us. So even if we hear the voice of God, we need to remember that this is not for us, but it is for others. So Moses, Old Testament, New Testament, or maybe in between. Let's look at St. John the Baptist. He says about himself that he is the voice. He is preparing us to receive the chosen one that he is to uh, decrease in order for Christ, the anointed one, to increase. The message is more important than the messenger. If we know that we are only preparing the way for God, that makes a good balance in what we have to share. Well, let's look at Blessed Mary. Does she speak about what happens to her in great details to everyone? About the visit from the angel, about uh, having this, well, very unusual, quite uh, amazing mystery of conceiving the child? No. She just glorifies God in short prayer. We know this prayer as Magnificat. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. She prays, prays the Lord, and she prays in the depth of her heart. She keeps everything in the depths of her heart until Jesus comes to the world. The message is more important than the messenger. And this is a pathway for all of us, the way of witnessing God and being his voice. It will take time to filter all voices which are inside of us. It will take a good friend to vent out about the voices which disturb us and suppress the voice of God in us. Sometimes it will challenge us to say something when it will be more convenient and comfortable to stay silent. Some other times it will require from us to keep it inside us instead of saying something. God wants us to be his voice. He believes in the voice in our hearts. Being his messenger, it's not easy. It will take us out of our comfort zone. It will require over and over again listening and discerning and listening and discerning. First and foremost, 
it will be God's voice that will be telling us to be honest and kind. He will also ask us to speak the truth that is life-giving, encouraging, challenging, sometimes correcting, reassuring, clarifying, and many, many, many more. And finally, being the voice of God, always have to translate and match our actions. To walk the talk was the rule which took Jesus into his passion and death on the cross. Because following God's voice, his father's voice was and is an ultimate sacrifice worth the gift of life. And he calls us to have the readiness in heart in a very similar way. Ooh, let's take a big breath. Listening and speaking, it's hard. New week always creates for us new challenges and new opportunities. Listening and speaking will be something that we will do from the moment we wake up till the time we will go to sleep again at night. Perhaps this week you and I could try to be a little bit more mindful of what comes out from our mouth. Are the words matching our actions? Are we trying to follow God's voice or allow other voices to take over? Are we trying to be his messenger? Are we doing our best in this regard? Let us be, grac be gracious and kind. This is how Jesus is. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.